Happy New Year! We're back. It's me, Ebony. I'm here in 2019 on the Black Millennials Invest podcast, ready to get our year started off right, y'all. We're here. Do you believe it? Okay, just one one quick thing. Like, 2018 was a lit year. Like, let's just be honest. I'm I'm so proud of my social media family. Like, man, forget New Year's resolutions. We've been doing this all year. We just going to keep pushing. We've been doing it right all year. 2018 was lit. 2019 going to be litter. You know, that's the overall consensus I'm getting. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So thank you guys for that group moral support. Um, yeah, so let's uh, get into the episode. First episode of 2019. Let's do it. Okay, let's get into it. You guys, I'm really excited to be back. I missed doing my podcast. I had a very set plan for how I wanted this week's podcast to go. However things happen and unfortunately uh, the friend of mine who advised me on a lot of my stock investing and my cryptocurrency investing was unable to take my phone call this afternoon like we had planned so it's all right I I think it's even better now because what I'll do is I'll talk a little bit about you know what it means to set yourself up for the year so we're going to talk about you know, New Year's resolutions. This is the topic on everybody's minds right now anyway. How you're planning your year, what kinds of things you're thinking about. And I did mention, you know, a lot of us are doing really well and that's fantastic and that's exciting. And we still have goals. Of course we're doing well. Of course we're not done yet. Life is not a finish line. You just keep going and keep climbing up this never-ending mountain. So I want to talk a little bit this time since um, he's not going to be able to come on the call with me about, you know, some methods that we're going to be using to keep this year on track, uh, some tools that we can use, and some tools that I've already, some steps that I've already started taking. Um, You know, today is the 9th, and you know, we're, we're just getting started. It's been a slow roll for those of you who are at work getting back into the swing of things. Um, but we're just going to jump right in. Okay, so my first thing I want to talk about is like planning. So planning for the year ahead is is a big is a big thing that kind of weighs on all of our shoulders. We hear all this like, oh, what are you going to do for the new year? People start jumping into the gym and they got to want to lose a certain amount of pounds. And But, you know, I have been hearing from a bunch of my friends really good New Year's resolutions that, that don't tell me that you haven't been doing what you're supposed to be doing, but that you're focused on getting even better. And some of those include like reading more books, making a list of things you need to, you want to experience this year. So, you know, traveling, uh, visiting friends and family, keeping in touch with people. Um, but, you know, this is a podcast about money. So we're going to talk about money. Planning your money for the year ahead if you haven't been doing it, this is the time to do it. Even if you think you have been doing it and you still can't figure out where your money is going. If you looked at your last holiday season and were like, oh, how did I manage to go to the club? 
17 times between Thanksgiving and New Year's. How did I manage that? Then if you don't know, that means you can do better managing your money. We can all do better managing our money. I know for us, like my close friends in New York who we we all hang out together and go to a lot of parties, there was party after party after party this holiday season. I mean, every weekend we we were all over the place and it was so much fun. It was absolutely fun, good vibes all around, but that stuff adds up. You know, and we we plan for Christmas shopping. We plan for that kind of stuff. We do not plan for these these drinks and this bottle service and this. Hey, girl, well they're doing this. Well, we were planning on going to this one, so we paid the cover for this one. But now we're gonna go to this one and pay the cover for that one. Like we don't plan for that kind of stuff. And you know, when all your friends are standing around, you're not gonna be the one who's like, no, I'm not gonna go get pizza after the club because I'm trying. I'm on a budget. You know, you're not gonna be the one. So let's not even kid ourselves this year. 2019, we're not kidding ourselves, okay? We know we like to have fun. We know we like to spend money. So let's do it strategically. Let's be smart about it, okay? So when we look at our year, when we take our budget and we take a look at our bills and things that we've got going on, you have to ask yourself, am I saving money? Saving is the main major key. Major key like DJ Khaled. If you're not saving money, then you're living paycheck to paycheck. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, there's some steps you need to take to address that. Either you can make more money so you can make it your point to find a new job, or you can lower your expenses, make a point to address every line item on your credit card statement, every line item on your debit card statement, and figure out where you can stop being careless. Or you could do a strategic combination of the both, which is what I encourage. So, for example, last year I wanted to um, save more money. Um, I forget what I was trying to buy. I was trying to buy something. I forget. But I strategically remember the summer I budgeted to not pay for my Metro card, my monthly um, Metro card, because I was going to ride my bike every day to and from work and I did I did it for like two months and then I I was like yeah who am I kidding but you know I did it for a good amount of time um because I didn't want to spend that money that's an extreme version of a sacrifice that you can make to to lower your expenses but the thing is you have to realize when we're making money we are making money to pay bills if you have less bills then your money is your money And sometimes if all you know is make money to pay bills, it can feel a little weird to just have money sitting in your account. You're just like, do I go shopping? Do I go out again? Like, I'm the kind of person that if my money is not allotted to do something, if it's not going into a specific savings account, if it's not going towards something particular, I don't know what to do with it. And I am a dangerous woman. So I know I'm not the only person who feels that way. What we need to start getting our minds wrapped around is taking our bills, minimizing them to the absolutely necessary. And I'm not judging you if you count Netflix and Hulu as the absolutely necessary. Do you? But we need to minimize them down to the absolute necessary and then make a plan for how the excess will be allocated so if that means putting it in a separate savings account or you know you know 
investing in some stocks and bonds and and investing in some mutual funds or putting your money in different places, that's always a great place to start, okay? So let me not jump ahead, but the other part of that, you know, with planning the year ahead is like guidance, paying yourself first and and knowing which direction you want to go. I love the analogy that, you know, a ship will sail without a destination, but it will likely end up either sunken or on some godforsaken island somewhere. A ship with a destination will not only get there, but it'll get there quickly. It'll go exactly where you tell it to go. So your life is like a ship. You need to know which direction you want to go in. And for some of us, you know, we've gotten into the jobs that we wanted after school. We know there's a promotion down the line. We know, you know, we're on the right track. So it's kind of difficult for us to say, okay, well, this is where I would like to go next when you're already on the road. So this is for those people. This is for the people who like, yeah, we're doing it. I mean, I'm doing it. Of course, there's things I want to achieve, but you have this like grandiose idea of what you want to achieve. You haven't really narrowed down the specifics. My tips for narrowing down the specifics are to pray. Pray to whomever, pray to whatever, whatever centers you in your spirituality. Pray, get clarity, understand what you want for your life. And the new year is a perfect time to do that. So I've actually started a 21-day fast. I started on New Year's Day. And I know a lot of my friends online, a lot of my friends from high school, just people that I'm surrounded by in general, have also done similar activities where they're taking time for their emotional and spiritual health. And I think that is extremely important, in, especially when we're talking about money. Because a lot of us have emotional relationships with our money. And when we have our emotions in a tizzy and everything is out of whack, our money is also out of whack. It's almost like when um, people have messy bedrooms and you say this is a representation of you and your mindset. That's your wallet as well. Your bank account, your spending habits are a representation of your emotional health. So if you're all over the place, you don't know which way you're going. You don't know what you're doing this year. You're going to be spending like you don't know what you're doing. And sometimes it is much easier said than done to know what it is you're doing. And the best way to get that clarity is to take some time and pray, meditate, you know, take moments out of your day, download that app, that um, Headspace. Headspace is is a great tool. There's tons of apps. Apple has this um, Breathe app for the Apple Watch. Breathe. Take some time, get clear on what you want, ask yourself the important questions so that you can start to, again, back to the first point, plan your year ahead. You cannot plan if you don't know which direction you're going in. You might say, I want to make more money this year. Turns out you made plenty of money this year. You've been spending it eating out, you know, so those steps are going to be important steps to take. The third point I want to make about planning is to pay yourself first. So In the second segment, I'm going to get into some habits and tips that we can use to be better prepared for this year. Um, But the main thing, number one, know where you're going. Number two, plan on how to get there. And number three, prioritize yourself first. If you are not taking those steps to 
make sure you are your first priority. It's like the air mask when you're on the plane. You have to put your mask on first. Your bills, everything will fall into line when you're paying you first. You are just as important as your phone bill. Think about that. If you're running around paying your phone bill and your electric bill first, you're you're saying to yourself, oh, you can wait. Your long-term prosperity can wait. You're, you're not that important. Pay yourself first. Take the first 10% off the top and give it to yourself and put it in a savings account. Put it in, uh, you know, use one of the tools that I'm going to discuss in my next segment. Take those, take those little bits. They add up quickly, okay? Um, a really great book, if you guys are interested in reading and you have a list that you're going on for the new year, is uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. And that's a book that really helped me understand the importance of paying myself first. Um, another great one is The Wealthy Barber. Also talks about you know making sure you're prioritizing where every dollar is going and, and making sure that you are on the top of that list. Okay. So now that we've got some idea of where we're going for the new year and and that we need to be planning, we need to be lowering our expenses or making more money, we need to be uh, praying and keeping our our guidance centered and looking through our third eye toward the road ahead, and we need to be paying ourselves first, let's talk about some tools that we can use to actually make those things happen and hold ourselves accountable, not just in January, not just in February, but ongoing and continually throughout all of this blessed year, 2019. All right, so one of the things I want to talk about is um, apps. So my whole theme for this second segment is going to be apps that we use. You know, we're all millennials. We are all very tech savvy. um, And apps are really changing the game for us right now. We have a lot of options out there. You don't really know where to start. You're just like hearing what your friends are doing. And you're like, "Mm, try to try this one out. Like, you know, I've literally had a time where I just like downloaded a bunch of apps and put $5 on each of them. And I'm just like, let's just see what happens. <laughs> like, you know, and my friends are texting me like, hey, download this, use my code. And it's just, where does it start and where does it end? And so I just want to talk about some apps that I use, some apps that I find to be, um, you know, really helpful and some apps that I actually want to try out myself, but have been showing up on the tops of highly recommended lists that other people who are investing are using. So first things first, budgeting Um, and challenges. So like the new year brings about all those like, hey, do this challenge. Um, And there's one that I saw that I thought was really, really cool. So I highly recommend it. And I think I may try it. I've never tried it before. Um, It's called the $5 challenge. And I found it from um, a girl on Instagram who's a soror of mine called the Para Girls. So you can look them up. They're at the Para Girls on Instagram. And they do a $5 challenge where you save $5 a day. And they actually go through like different ways that you can manage to have cash in your pocket to put $5 aside every day. 
because my first thing when someone introduced it to me I was like um I never carry cash like what do you want me to do but <laughs> I actually in that conversation I was like you know what actually I might be able to make this work if I cash app myself five dollars every day so almost like if I were cash shopping or venmoing a friend I can just cash app myself five dollars and then I'll use cash app almost like a little savings bucket like the little account I guess to see how far I get with my five dollars every day I'll see how how well I go with that I might try and do it like physically also because I think there's like I think there's just a, a good amount of uh, what's the word I'm looking for just, just I just think it's smart to not be able to spend the money so easily so like I'm I'm the kind of like I have a cash app card so like <laughs> I might have put five dollars a day in there for 30 days and I'm like oh I think I'm gonna go <laughs> spend it so I don't know we'll see I might do like a strange combination of both uh, if you guys want to do the cat the five dollar challenge with me we can tag her and just let her know that she's inspiring people all over the place and let me know on Instagram I'll uh I'll get a group going. We already, speaking of groups, sorry, sidebar, we already got a group going for Michelle Obama's Becoming. So book clubs on deck. That's our first read for 2019. And um, if you guys are doing your own book clubs or something, like, let me know. I've already got my fast going. I'm about to start my $5 challenge and I'm doing Becoming with the Sore Wars. So that'll be fun. Anyway. I started reading it. It's actually very good. Highly recommend. Y'all know she's the goat floatus. Anyway, um, so budgeting. So some tools I use for budgeting is Mint. Mint is really, really fantastic. So if you guys haven't heard of Mint, it's by Intuit. So the people who make TurboTax and Credit Karma, they uh, have a budgeting app called Mint. It's totally free. And the nice thing is because um, Intuit also owns Credit Karma, they have a really constantly updated version of your credit score on there and you can put all of your accounts like everything down to netflix and and uh hulu you can put everything on mint so i put my student loans on there i put my cash app my paypal my venmo they have everything they're very very well integrated and so you can just see where everything is at because for me a good old piece of paper and pen is a good way to kind of get my numbers in line for me but as things change you know you don't want to have to rewrite your budget slip every single week or I mean some people that works for some people who use you know if you use paper planners and stuff like that I'm a Google Calendar kind of girl so things don't come off the off the phone very often so mint is fantastic and it even does automatic bill pay if you're account that you're using doesn't do that so um like I would do automatic bill pay for my church tithes so I even put my church tithes on there I put my church tithes on mint and it does it automatically through mint since the church that I tithe to doesn't have an automatic feature they have just a giving app so I can go online and give however uh, automatically I'll do it through mint and then I can see that at the end of the year I get a statement it's all very clear cut and concise mint will even send me notifications when my credit score goes up when something happens for example you guys know I bought the house well I bought it from um, I got my mortgage from one lender and they sent my mortgage to a different 
like collector so it's you know still my mortgage but it's um with an affiliate company so for a brief period of time it looked like I had two mortgages on my credit on my credit score and one of I knew that eventually one of them would fall off mint had a completely updated version it literally texted me like hey this one thing fell off your credit score this other thing is on it do you know about this which is great because also you guys identity theft is real and my brother had his identity stolen I know so many people who have, you know, we get careless with our phones, with our credit cards, with you know, Apple Pay, with everything. Identity theft is really real. So having apps that notify you on the dime, like, hey, was that you? Is this you? You know what's going on with this? Those are really, really useful tools. So I highly recommend Mint for any of you who are like struggling keeping all of your budgeting all together. It also has a really cool feature, which is like a pie chart that will show you where you're spending money so if you eat out or something it'll categorize all of your all of your um purchases based on whatever cards you have linked so i have like two different cards all of them are linked to mint it'll take all my transactions and categorize them and say okay you spent this much on food you spent this much on travel you spent this much on etc so very very good tool um The other thing I use is Wise Banyan. So I'm big on like tech stuff because, you know, I worked for a tech company and I like the tech industry. So uh, Wise Banyan is a online only investment platform. That's a retirement account. So a lot of you guys um, know what like a 401k is, but a Roth IRA is a very important tool to have especially if you guys are more new age you know this podcast really targets millennials and millennials have a new definition of how we make money how we make a living you know everything we do is a little bit different from people before us you know you don't hear us talking about our pensions anymore so wise binyan is great because a roth ira is kind of like a 401k but it's not affiliated with your job. So it's untaxed. It's just there. It's a savings account and um, it fluctuates with the market. Like it's like a mutual fund and you can roll your your 401k into a Roth if you leave your job or if you switch jobs and you won't be taxed. So you, you know, like if you leave your job, Say you're an influencer, but you don't have a retirement account because all of your money is just coming from, you know, your freelance jobs or something like that. So you don't have the conventional way of like preparing for retirement. Wise Binyan is free. It's a Roth IRA. You can even go on there and look at the different options for the kinds of IRAs that they have. Um, based on, you know, if you are trying to roll over something that you have from your job or from a previous job. So those are really good tools to look into. It's WISE, like W-I-S-E, Banyan, B-A-N-Y-A-N. I highly, highly recommend it because usually if you do a Roth IRA through like a big company, um, they charge you uh, quite a bit. And so WISE Banyan is not like that. And I have a monthly deposit set up. So that goes back to the point I made earlier in the first segment about paying yourself first. A part of my paying myself first is I take 
money right off the top and I split it up in a couple of different ways and it just like sprinkles over all these little apps that I have <laughs> it's pretty cool um so I don't even have to think about it you know and mint helps with that process so if you're trying to figure out how you're going to manage to pay yourself first air quote air quote and you're trying to figure out what that even means for you um mint can help apps like wise Benyan can help and then we're going to get into some more apps so um, another app I like is Dosh, D-O-S-H. Um, my line sister, like, put me onto this. I don't, I don't, like, love it. I'm not gonna say, like, oh, you can download this, but I think it's cool because, I mean, it doesn't hurt and it helps. So, um, I basically download the app and I link my debit card to it and anytime I shop at one of the places that they're sponsored with or they're affiliated with, I make, like, cash back so over six months or so that I had Dosh I made like six dollars which it's like sounds silly but that's six dollars that I didn't have so you know why not I figure like it doesn't charge me anything I'm not going out of my way to purposely buy at those places but I figure you know if I just so happen to it doesn't make sense to not get money back might as well you know so that's always one that's kind of fun to download it doesn't really matter um now important apps that i think are super cool i actually looked into their um differences and rankings and so i'm gonna kind of go over these different apps these apps are all geared towards uh stock investing or like mutual funds and this is great for those of you who want to learn more about getting involved in stock picking and getting involved in um, investing in this way, but you don't really know where to start and you don't have any professionals around you that you can kind of, uh, you know, base your information off of. So the first one is Acorns. So I really like Acorns. Um, Acorns is a investment platform that basically invest the money that you put in into one of three portfolios like a a moderate uh, aggressive or a moderately aggressive I guess like a middle ground so essentially they you know you're gonna see some fluctuation as the stock market changes and you can just put your money in there kind of blindly the reason that I like Acorns is because they have a really cool feature called roundups and that basically takes every purchase that you make and rounds it up to the nearest dollar or you can set it nearest dollar or nearest 50 cents and it'll take that change it's like a change drawer it's like having a change drawer in the bottom of your pocketbook or something and then you take all the money out after a couple of months and you're like oh my god I have 20 bucks here that I didn't realize I had so acorns does that digitally with your debit card so it just takes it just rounds up all your purchases so even if you have a purchase I have it set at a dollar so even if you have it a purchase that's exactly $12 flat it'll round it up to $13 so you put a whole dollar into roundups and um it's just really cool feature that really adds up kind of fast and you don't even realize it so I will only, you know, go over there every once every couple of months. And I'm like, oh, my God, look how much money I saved. Um, You can also put a recurring payment on there. So I put like $20 every two weeks or something like that. And that adds up quickly, too. So on top of the roundups, I have a monthly kind of amount that's going into Acorns. Now, Acorns recently... um, 
created a debit card that you can have, um, but it costs a dollar a month. And Acorns itself, the app, costs a dollar a month. So um, that's something to consider. Um, the other thing is that it has a feature called Found Money, which is kind of like Dosh, where if you are shopping at one of their affiliates, you'll get cash back. And that's kind of cool thing so that's something to you know consider um and they have what else do they have a debit card oh and then they have a retirement account so you can you can save for retirement through acorns so if you want to set up like a roth ira or something like that so you i highly recommend like checking out acorns if for nothing else just for the roundups like the roundups sold me i was like oh my god save the the change that i spent that's brilliant so i like it just for that um it does add up over time and you can withdraw the money at any time which is great because a lot of the accounts like you can't withdraw your money immediately so i like that there have been times where like I really needed an extra $30 and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take it from here. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. But, um, Acorns is great. I highly recommend checking it out. And when you check it out, you can like see all the different options that they have. Um, the next one is Stash. Stash is also a dollar a month. Um, they, now the difference between Acorns and Stash, the major difference is that they allow you to choose your individual stock choices. Whereas Acorns is just going to ask you, do you want to be aggressive? Do you want to be moderately aggressive? Or do you want to be moderate? So you can't really pick, yeah, I want to invest in Apple. Yeah, I want to invest in this. I want to invest in Facebook. You can't pick those on Acorns. On Stash, you can pick exactly which ones you want. Now, I'm not a huge fan of like individual stock picking because I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, everyone knows, okay, great, Amazon, Facebook, the big the big ones, you know, but as far as like choosing other things, I don't want, I just don't want the responsibility. Now, if you're really interested in doing something like that, you can actually, you know, choose which ones you want. They also have that feature where you can auto pay yourself every month. So again, if you're trying to find ways to make that automatic, where you're just instantly paying yourself first, you can use Stash to do that. Um, another cool feature that they have that Acorns doesn't really have is a custodial account. Custodial accounts are really important because we all know that the key when you're investing in stocks and mutual funds, ETFs, is to start as early as possible. So when you start early, you make the most money over time. You know, you're being consistent. The market is going to inflate just naturally. Um, and what custodial accounts allow you to do is make an account for your child. So if any of you guys have little babies um, or you've got, you know, brothers or sisters and your parents are not really into investing, make an account for a minor, someone who's under 18, and just set up the same way you would for yourself, just reoccurring payments that are going to go to it. And over the years, they're going to accrue much more money than you'll be able to accrue um, be just off the sheer amount of time that you're investing. So Stash allows you to create a custodial account. Acorns doesn't really have that feature yet. 
Um, and the other apps that I'm going to talk about are, don't have that feature either. So that's something that is really interesting. Um, also, just in general, I hear really good things about Stash. I did use it for a brief amount of time, but I I stopped using it because, like I said, I'm not really into just picking my own stocks and I'm I'm not going to be watching it constantly and trying to figure out if I did it the right way. I'm not interested in that. Um, so I'd rather just have something that's kind of like already doing it. Plus, I invested in E-Trade. Well, I used E-Trade as an investment platform before I learned about Stash. So I wasn't ready to like take all my money out of E-Trade. I'm not going to do both. I wasn't ready to take my money out of E-Trade and put it in Stash. And I wasn't planning on doing both. So whatever. But... I do hear really, really good things about it, so I highly recommend checking it out. Um, the third one I'm going to talk about is Robinhood. So Robinhood is absolutely free. So Acorns and Stash both are a dollar a month. Robinhood, on the other hand, completely free. I do have a Robinhood account. They do allow you to um, choose your own stocks, and they the difference there is that you can day trade. So with the others, you kind of just pick which ones you're going to invest in and you just do it. Robinhood has a feature where you can pretty much, you know, buy and sell in the same day. They do have a stop limit on how many times you can do that. Um, I'm not too sure of all the details because, again, it's just not my forte. But it's a great way to kind of get your feet wet if you're interested in doing something like that. If you're, you know, doing your YouTube research and you want to learn a little bit more, you want to kind of play around with it. Robinhood is a great platform for, you know, day by day, actually watching your account and trading. Now, another great feature that Robinhood has uh, different from the other two is the ability to invest in cryptocurrency. So, it's free and you can get involved in crypto. So if you've been doing your research and you want to, you know, get your feet wet with cryptocurrency, Robinhood enables that. Whereas with other, when it first kind of became a popular thing to do, a lot of people were using Coinbase or, um, what's the other one? There's another one I did. Oh, it's on my computer. I don't feel like looking at it, but, you know, cryptocurrency is its own thing. I could do a whole nother episode on cryptocurrency. <laughs> like, it's it's a beast. Um, so, Robinhood is great. I would definitely recommend trying out Robinhood because, again, it's free. So, Stash and Acorns both cost money. Acorns is my favorite just because I don't like to pick my individual stocks. But if you're interested in picking individual stocks, I'd probably pick Robinhood over Stash because it's free and um, you can do cryptocurrency as well. So you're not really limited. Um, now, the third one I have not tried yet, but I've heard really good things about it. And I actually downloaded it today um, while I was doing research for the episode because I think it's actually pretty interesting. I like the way they set up the individual stock picking. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to try it, but it's called M1 Finance. So M is in Mary, the number one finance. And it's 100% free. You can pick individual stocks. They are going to be including custodial accounts in the future. So that's something to keep in mind that they are updating as they go along. They do offer retirement accounts. Um, they do allow you to do the auto pay, you know, every week or every month. 
and they have two features that are totally left that I didn't see coming but one of them is auto rebalancing so if your pro portfolio is starting to fluctuate in one way or another one direction or another they will rebalance you automatically so that you're not having so much risk um the other thing is they do flexible loans so none of these other companies have loans as an option so they give out loans apparently their rates are pretty low and they are pretty lenient on um, their acceptance guidelines so if you are interested in taking out a personal loan you can use them and I guess if you're using them already for your you know trading and you're interested and you're really um comfortable with the platform it doesn't hurt to use them as a loan servicer uh obviously i don't really encourage people to take out personal loans debt is never a good thing you know i'm a big fan and big advocate for the dave ramsey way of living which is to be completely debt free um however you know i know a lot of guys who are really interested in leveraging debt and you know have their own methodologies about it so m1 as a platform that can enable you to increase your buying power in some way or I don't know whatever you might use your flexible loan for that's something to consider Um, the last one I want to talk about is Betterment so Betterment is uh, 25% or 40% annually depending on how much over the year you invest so it'll all depend on your portfolio Um, they do not have custodial accounts they have some kind of variation the big difference with betterment is that they actually have hired uh, financial consultant professionals there to help you and if you need to make a phone call to one of them and get some clarity on what's going on you can actually speak to someone which is not the case with the rest of these you know it's kind of like a, you can ask our online community or google knows it but betterment has the professionals there on hand um, they give you tax saving strategies um, and then of course they've got you know the typical you can choose your platform and you now the thing is again it's like acorns it's not like stash Robinhood or m1 where you can choose your own stocks they're just going to ask you do you want to invest moderately aggressively or moderately aggressive so they're not going to give you the option to choose exactly which ones but you can bet that you know those portfolios that you choose that are already pre-made are going to be you know kind of strategic as they were created not necessarily by an algorithm but by a professional which that's just kind of an assumption you don't actually know that it's probably still made by an algorithm I mean (laughs) so I mean Betterman is great because you have that support and so if you're really really nervous about where you put your money then Betterman might be a really good choice for you Um, and the cost is not know astronomical that's better than what you would get if you hired a private financial consultant um yeah so those were the five apps that i kind of wanted to gloss over and give you guys some tools going into the new year Um, i mentioned briefly that i had invested on e-trade e-trade is uh you know one of the first players in online investing and creating your own portfolios Um, but they have a $500 minimum so it's not the kind of place you want to go if you only want to put you know 40 or 50 bucks aside and see 
what happens to it. <laughs> you know, these apps here are going to be for those of you who kind of just want to dibble and dabble. Um, I highly recommend them for putting aside your 10% for yourself, your pay yourself first. Um, and they're also great to do the $5 challenge with. So if you want to set up an auto pay for $5 a day for one of these apps, it won't just be going to an account that sits nowhere. It'll be, you know, being invested however you want to invest it. So these are really good tools for that. Um, and the nice thing about when you set up these things is that they don't become like New Year's resolutions that are typically January, February resolutions. These can become lifelong tools that you continue to use for years. And don't get me wrong, you may try out some of these apps and find that you don't necessarily love them. Take your money out, go elsewhere. It's really not that hard. I mean, I did the same thing with Stash. I downloaded Acorns and Stash at the same time. I, I kept them both for about nine months. And I looked at both of them and I said, okay, well, I made more money on this one. I'm going to keep this one. And I got rid of the other. <laughs> it was really as simple as that. You can be a little more strategic about it. You could be, you could scatter across all five and see what you like. I mean, it's really up to you. My whole mission for you guys right this year is just to take better accountability over your money. That's it. So if, if these tools help you, then I'm really glad. Um, so next week, I'll definitely be having uh, my guest back on. We have to reschedule. I wanted to go further in detail about getting started with the stocks and the importance of kind of getting a financial advisor if you want to invest a large sum of money. So say you do want to invest, you know, $10,000 or you've been saving for a couple of years um, or, you know, something like that, because, you know, my platform is heavily on real estate, so I'm not assuming that you guys are not saving. Um, but even if you are saving for a big purchase, sometimes we have a tendency to put away hundreds of dollars at a time for a big purchase, but there's still a lot of leeway that we could be stacking up in our day-to-day -day purchases, you know, like things like Dosh, where if you're, you could be saving hundreds of dollars a month, ready to buy your first investment property or ready to get started in some other um, method of long-term wealth and residual income and still be, you know, eating out the same restaurants every week. You might as well get some cash back, still be spending extra gas to go visit your girlfriend or go, you know, drive to Atlantic City with your friends or wherever, you know, there's always room for improvement. And it, it's silly to let these technological things, these tools sit here and not use them because that's money you could be saving and making. So um, yeah, I hope this was helpful. Happy New Year again. I'm really excited to uh, be back at it this year. And you guys, my podcast made it to 50 listens this year. I'm so excited. I know it sounds like such a small number, but I'm so excited. I mean, I'm only four four episodes in and shout out to everybody who like missed me over the holidays and were like, Ev, when's your next podcast episode? I'm like, you guys, stop. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in and until next week on the Black Millennials Invest podcast. Bye.